is the Misguided Astrology Podcast, the podcast dedicated to misguiding you. I'm your host, KT, with your horoscope for this week, May 8th through May 14th, 2023. Welcome back to the podcast where... I don't know you, but it might seem like I do because I am sharing musings that are based upon the sun and the moon and the planets and shit. Every week I do a little sky spying so that I can report back and so that you can know what the fuck is going on around here. The astrology is sound, but my guidance may not be, and that is totally up to you, okay? Quick housekeeping. Quick housekeeping. Special thanks to Shay, Xylene, Isabel, Equinder, and Rocious. Thank you. Thank all of you gorgeous persons for making up for last week's no reviews. Here's my reminder to you listeners that you can review, and if you do review, I will send you a 24-page in-depth birth charge report. Um, so please review Misguided and then reach out via email and let me know your birth dates. Birth date, time, and location. Those dates, yes, to misguidedastrology at gmail.com. And check out my website, misguidedastrology.com. You can buy birth chart reports, solar return reports, uh, birth chart readings. Uh, yeah. Alrighty, that's all for that. Let me hurry up and shit up so that I can keep talking because this, <laughs> this <laughs> is your weekly horoscope. Tuesday. Today, when the sun and Uranus meet, this is an occasion for the unexpected the unusual, the innovative, the progressive, and, dare I say, the queer. You ugly. It's not industry standard to forecast Uranus transits as great big grand gay events, but as an agent of the gay agenda, I find it imperative to do so. The seed has been planted. Repeat, the seed has been planted. Just as I find it imperative to ignore the Taylor Swift, Maddie Healy rumors in favor of a more palliative PR relationship. It's me. Hi, I'm dating Taylor Swift. <laughs> no, I'm not. And it doesn't have to be me. It doesn't have to be me. Um, I'll take literally any power femme situationship involving Taylor Swift in the wake of her massively public breakup and her triumphant return to page six. Anyways, long story short, step outside of your comfort zone and try things a little differently this Tuesday. Gaylor Swift. Gaylor Swift. Gaylor Swift! Thursday. This might not be much, but it may be the best day of the week to handle logistical, communicative, and travel tasks with Mercury's sextile to Saturn. Get her done. It won't be the most productive day ever because Mercury is still retrograde and is slow to nearly a stop visually in the sky as it is about to station direct. Spoiler alert. <laughs> but this mercurial slowness will be the predominant vibe throughout the week. So trying to get things done may feel like trudging through mud. 
But as I mentioned, today offers a small break from that. And yesterday might... Wednesday. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Wednesday might be okay, too. Friday. Happy Friday to us all with the Venus-Saturn trine. Very cute, very Friday. Venus-Saturn trines give me the impression of that incredible euphoric feeling of accomplishment that comes with getting your work done and feeling deserving of fun and recreation and enjoying yourself and letting loose. Oh, what the heck, Kobe, you earned it. This is good astro weather for work and pleasure, separately and together. It has a little something for everyone. And it saves us from having a standard moon-Saturn conjunction, which would normally be a (laughs) major bummer, but... Not today, Satan. Not today. Sunday. Knock, knock, guess who? (laughs) It's Mercury stationing direct. Yes, that is right. Mercury's retrograde is over. Mostly. We still have to wait for Mercury to be fully up to speed before it's over over, but this is the beginning of the end. Some of your ongoing retrograde problems will begin to correct themselves and things will begin to get easier. And in celebration, I thought it might be fun to review your retrograde themes and your mercurial houses. Gemini Taurus is your 12th house, so the major themes and the more acute retrograde lessons that you are learning are to do with mental health, your subconscious mind, and beliefs. And it is um, a house of coping skills or coping mechanisms, so for some Geminis it may have had to do with addiction and how you get through things. You've maybe had some crazy dreams, it's also a house of dreams, and also just a house of alone time and restfulness. So those were possible things that you were working out in a more immediate retrograde way. But you are a mercurial. So you feel these retrogrades in different ways every time, no matter where they happen, because mercury does retrograde in a different place every time. But it does always impact your mercurial rule houses, no matter where it is, which for you is your first house and your fourth house, very angular, very spicy, which is part of why Gemini's are so adaptable and why you're so mutable and why you're ever changing and why there is so much variety in your life because your ruling planet is one that does retrograde and make changes and you often make changes you are light on your feet you pivot you do what you like and people don't know how to handle that flexibility and that's why gemini's get such a bad rap but anyway so uh, first house is your personality, your vibe, and your aesthetic, and maybe physical health. So that might be in flux with every retrograde. And it is your fourth house, which is home life, your house, and your family relationships. Those are things that get a little bit of tweaking, a little bit of changing, and a little bit of funny attention whenever Mercury does go retrograde. And that's that on that. I guess uh, we'll have to find a new planet to blame all our problems on. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Misguided Astrology Podcast. I'll see you next Monday. Mm-hmm.